Magandang araw po mga kababayan. Ako po si Jane Rowland, ang inyong podcaster, and welcome to Usapang Pinoy, episode number 8. Nagpapasalamat po to- tayo sa Georgia Asian Times na ating producer. Ang main topic po natin ngayon ay mental health. At nagsimula po tayo last episode na pag-usapan yon tungkol sa mga hidden disabilities. At ang goal po natin ay upang makatulong tayo sa ating mga kapwa dahil marami po sa atin ang hindi makapagsabi ng kanilang nararamdaman. Um, parang tabu po yon parang hindi na pag-uusapan. So gusto natin po yung i-highlight dahil po gusto natin makatulong sa mga taong hindi nila alam kung saan makakakuha ng tulong. So, ating pong business updates at plugs this week ay uh, ang number one, ang NFC Architects LLC. Ang owner po niyan ay si Neil Kapampangan. Meron po naman tayong mga, uh, di ba, mga small pop-ups na hi- wala silang restaurants pero sa sariling bahay nila sila nagluluto at nag-order na lang tayo sa kanila. And I want to plug a very good, um, you know, uh, partner, ang tawag sa kanila, Lutong Bahay. And this is owned by Baby Linda Davis and Alma Mayner. Ang sasarap po, ang sarap ng pagkain nila. And they have joined us in the... Uh, night markets sa uh, Lilburn this summer. So, tangkilikin po sila. Nandun po sila sa PACA website, ang kanilang address. Or you can ask me or you can uh, send an email to Usapang George, usapangpinoygeorgia at gmail.com and I will provide those addresses. Um, kung kailangan po naman ninyong abogado, uh, especially sa immigration, si um, Sarah Hawk. And I know you've known her for a long time. She's a good friend of mine. Pero ang kanyang pong opisina is Barnes Thornburg and um, you're, she's always been very open and very helpful to the Filipino communities. Lahat po ng mga may legal questions o meron pong mga uh, problema, Sarah is always there to help. And also, another plug is Air Enforcement Inc. for your heat and air conditioner needs. Ang may-ari po niyan si Tony Makanin who's also a member of PACGA. And um, he's a very knowledgeable and very uh, nice guy. And um, if you need any help with your HVAC, uh, please uh, give him a call. Um, or, again, send, send me an email and we will provide the contact information. Yun po ang ating mga business plugs for the week. And again, if you want to advertise your businesses, send us an email and we will talk about it. Um, there is only one event that I'm aware of uh, this month which is the induction of the PACA officers. Um, we are going to conduct this virtually via Zoom dahil po uh, in the abundance of caution, dapat sana face-to-face yun, pero because of the search of the Omicron virus, gagawin po natin siyang virtual and everybody's invited. We will send out and um, post it on our Facebook page, yung pong Zoom link information, call-in information. Ngayon, ngayon naman po isang napaka-interesting topic and this this has really caught my attention. It's a public service announcement and I want to quote somebody I respect, I deeply respect, uh, Dr. Eligio Abeliara, who is a full-time, uh, Phil-Am community leader. So, ang sinulat niya po, ang sabi niya, whether it is the flu or any of the COVID-19 variants, such as Alpha, Beta, Delta or Omicron, 
Healthcare workers have been pushed so hard for so long, so hard to the brink of their limits. Epidemiology, immunology, and infectious disease experts are unanimous in their opinion that the vaccine is the best way to get ahead of this curse of our time. So can we please give these dedicated health workers the help they need to keep them going by getting vaccinated and by being boosted? It is the least we can do to help ease the burden they are going through this past 22 months. We are not done with this pandemic and the pandemic is not done with us. It is not over. Give these health care workers the hope to keep going. Salamat po, Dr. Ebeliara. And that is my, I've been harping about that ever since we started this podcast. Um, we, are I- we are in dire needs and and we need to help each other. Para po sa ating mga pamilya at mga mahal sa buhay, let's get vaccinated. Lalo na ngayon, when I came back from uh, a break a week ago, I was really totally surprised because I came from out of state that the the surge of the Omicron cases has have like doubled or tripled in two days. So it's scary and it's closing. So it's hitting too close to home because some of my friends have been hit. Some of my um, uh, people that I know and families and relatives have been hit, have been exposed. So let us all ver- be very careful. It may not um, take you totally down and take you to the hospital if you are vaccinated and boosted, but it spreads quickly, rapidly, and easily. So, yun po ang ating public service announcement. Please, if you have not been vaccinated yet, please get vaccinated as soon as you can. And if you have been vaccinated, please get your booster shots. Salamat po. And salamat po, Dr. Abiliara. Ngayon po, Gusto ko pong ituloy yung ating topic last week na uh, we mentioned something about mental health. Um, gusto kong banggitin na mental disorder, in other words, mental disease, is defined as a wide range of conditions that affect the mood, thinking, and behavior. Meron pong apat na klase ng types ng mental disorder. The first one is called uh, clinical depression, which can also be uh, called major depression. And this is characterized by persistently depressed mood or loss of interest in activities causing significant impairment in your daily life. Yung pangalawa po, ang tawag, tinatawag na anxiety disorder. And this is characterized by feelings of worry, anxiety, or fear that are so strong strong enough to interfere with one's daily living activities. Yung hindi ka makabangon, yung hindi ka makagalaw, ayaw mong gawin yung dati mong gustong gawin. And examples of this are panic attacks, obsessive compulsive disorder, uh, disorder and uh, what we call the PTSD, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. And we will, we, of course, we can, uh, we will get some experts here in the next uh, next episodes down the road to talk more about this. But I just wanted to, to um, let you guys know general information about mental health because we are going to start really focusing on this because it's a very important topic in the Filipino and Asian community. And the, the, third, um, the third kind of mental disease is the bipolar disorder, 
which is characterized by episodes of mood swings ranging from depressive lows to manic highs. Yung nandiyan kang one day, ang saya-saya niya, the next day yung parang ang lungkot-lungkot ng mukha, hindi mo man lang mapangiti. So it's like swing siya up and down, up and down. So sa ang message po sa mga taong ayaw lumabas na ayaw aminin or ayaw pag-usapan na meron silang pinoproblema, you are not alone. Marami po sa atin na nakararamdam ng ganun. Ang gusto ko lang pong ipaalam is um, you are not alone, you need to seek professional health or magkausapin po natin ang ating mga kaibigan. Uh, that's the first first step po. So, sa ngayon po, ako ay magpapakilala sa inyo ng ating uh, guest podcasters, so I will be right back. Welcome back, mga kababayan. I am so excited to introduce to you our podcasters of the week, atin pong mga guests, and it's no other, they are no other than Carlo Gan and Mia Arino of Kamayan Atlanta. I know everybody has been waiting for this moment, so welcome, Carlo and Mia. Um, thank you, Jane. This is Mia, and we are so excited to, to be featured on this podcast. And salamat for inviting us. And um, it's kind of like a rainy day, so it reminds me of monsoon season in the Philippines. That's true. I am so everybody's so excited because if you don't know, if you haven't heard the previous episodes, I have already announced that you are opening your brick and mortar restaurant pretty soon. But before we go there, um, tell me, tell the audience how you came up with the word Kamayan and why did you choose that as your uh, the name of your business? Do you want to go? Yeah, well, you know, Kamayan, you know, because what we actually, um, when we started the, the company, Kamayan APL. Um, we didn't really start it as a company or as, as a business. Yes, that's true. It was just by pure accident. So um, we the, the name Kamayan just came naturally to us because I wasn't cooking at that time and we were not doing any pop-ups at all. Had no idea that we would this would be our future. And uh, for Carlos' birthday... Um, I thought of, like, we thought of doing a Kamayan, not just for him as his, for his birthday, but for the entire family. He comes from a big family, so we always have gatherings, and as you know, like, when there's, like, a family dinner, a family supper, it, it goes on for hours, like, the entire weekend, if if you know what I mean. And, and mm-hmm. um, so at that time, there was somebody, a couple doing pop-ups, but we... It was always sold out, and so the, her her daughter said, "Why don't we just like do it at our home?" And um, so they did that, and then for his birthday we did it again, and so people who were like outside the family, the friends who heard about it, was like, "Hey, we want to be in that too." And so like months later, yeah, because it's it's funny thing because you know with the social media they, they you know they actually. Um, posted it and movies and people are asking their friends like okay what restaurant are you at right now <laughs> so that's actually and the girls how were just, yeah the girls were saying oh we're just having kamayan at our home and they go oh we we want that and also like around may of 2018 i told them i was still in dc and i was like okay why don't we go for it why don't we like do one kamayan pop-ups 
And um, at that time, you have to you have to realize I was still wasn't cooking. But Carlo um, has always like you know he's 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 a good cook, and but he has never done it professionally because it's in the medical field. And he said yes, and but we didn't know where to start and where to go, and so we held the first one at um, at a clubhouse in Kennesaw, and we just we didn't have a name for we didn't have a business, but since you know how how it came about was like people just wanting to experience Kamayan to eat with your hands to to be with your friends and just you know like eat languidly and not like in a restaurant setting. It's kind of like just having having your family and friends over um, at your auntie or your parents' house and just, you know, chilling and eating with your hands and coming together and enjoying each other's company. Right. Um, I met you guys in 2019 during the induction of um, the PAC uh, officers in Namfong. And then um, uh, shortly after that, I attended one of the the pop-ups. And I believe that was in Babelis or somewhere. But... I, of course, it was a long line, <laughs> and that's when I realized, <laughs> oh my God, it's so popular. And it's not only popular for Filipinos, but it's uh, even other races. So I sat with a lot of other people from other races. So explain um, to our audience, um, how were you able to penetrate the um, the mainstream palais, as in, they like it, they, they like coming to eat Kamayan food. I know majority are actually non-Filipinos, and I think because people see and people were ready, Atlanta, Georgia people were ready to. They're they're really adventurous, adventurous eaters, and people are welcoming like new cuisines or pe- food that has not just like you know not on the mainstream and under the radar and underrepresented. And as these you would surely like agree that Filipino food is not on the map yet, it's at least not in Georgia. And we're we're kind of like from the very beginning, we wanted to share it not just with Filipinos, but across all races, like you said, across all religion. It doesn't matter if you're Asian or non-Asian. And I think the way we did that was like to make the food appeal like you always say, oh, you eat with your eyes at first. And, and nowadays it's always like, oh, social media is such a huge part of any pop-up or any restaurant success. Or you're you're not going to make it if you don't have a social media presence. But at the same time, you have to be genuine. You have to be – like, and people can read if you're just like, oh, you're just putting on a show. So for us, we've always cooked from our hearts. We've always like presented who we are. We're not professionally trained. We never went to culinary school, but our love for the Philippines, how much we miss the food and our pride in our cuisine. I think people read that, people saw that, and people gravitated to that. That's right. And people taste it because right now I'm getting hungry listening to you (laughs) and thinking about how, how it looked like when I was there. Also, um, Explain to our audience, or our non-Filipinos, about the use of the banana leaf and the use of the hands. Okay, well, you know, traditionally, you know, back in the Philippines, then, like for me, you know, when we go back to the province, you know, my lola, which is our grandparents, usually, you know, they they lay the, you know, they lay uh, a long table with banana leaves, and they put all the food in there, um, different kinds, fish, 
meat, your your vegetables, and you eat with your hands. So that's the traditional Kamayan, and I think bringing that tradition to Atlanta actually, um, it's a new experience for pretty much everybody that's in Georgia and Atlanta, and that's probably another reason why we're become popular bringing that experience here. Yes, yes. And I also wanted to share, I just kind of remembered something, um, because the first time I've seen that was in uh, where my sister lives, and she is married to a military guy, and they call it Boodle Fight. Boodle Fight. Yeah, Boodle Fight. And I mean, I was asking about that. They said, they explained it, that's when the army or the military came from their training, and they're so starved, they're hungry, they're tired. And they don't have any time to like get plates anymore, so they just raid the table yeah, with their hands. <laughs> exactly, because banana banana is everywhere in our country, especially in the provinces or in the remote villages and barrios. And um, we we both grew up in Manila in Quezon City, but we would still like buy it. And like if there's like a gathering mm-hmm. among friends or family, then it's just so much easier. It's so fun because everybody takes part in putting it together, laying it out on the leaves, and then when you're done, there's really no cleanup, and who's, you're not <laughs> going to question each other, who's going to do the dishes? Because everybody <laughs> just rolls it, and if you have leftovers, you just wrap it around the banana leaves and take it home. That's right. You are so right. <laughs> that is so fun. Like I said, it's get, making me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm visualizing it <laughs> and making me hungry. Now, the most important question of the day, and this is what our audience is waiting for, is when are you going to open in the new location? Oh, I wish we have a magic ball right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're just, just to keep you um, updated on, on the progress, um, yes, we're opening a restaurant. Sometime in the winter. Um it's in Doraville, Beaufort Highway. Um, it's in that area. Uh, I don't like to disclose really where it's located at, but I, I mean, a lot of people know about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway, but um, hopefully with all the construction done. We're halfway done with construction, but with permitting. And, and permitting, um, of course. Of course, we still have a pandemic. So um, everything is in backlog right now. But we are positive that we're going to open sometime winter time. Yeah, okay. we're before spring. Talk. Before spring, you know, okay. February or or March. Um, I cannot tell you exactly the date, but once we're so, if there's anybody close, from DeKalb County um listening in, <laughs> so once we go closer and we know pretty much um where we stand, then we'll officially announce it. Um, I guess you know with you as well, Jane. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. You, have, you have to be there at the grand opening. Of course, of course. <laughs> I will. I love food, so I'll be the first one at the door <laughs> with my take yeah, home. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have a blessing. We'll, we'll do the blessing, and everyone will be in Filipiniana. Oh, that's wonderful. Freezing cold. Yeah, so that's what we're planning, and have a traditional blessing of the space, and have our dear friends and family, and and uh, people like like you, we would be inviting um, so that you can see this space. And we want it to be not just a place to eat, and but a place to gather for Filipinos and non-Filipinos alike. Right. And I hope you would like this space. We we made it like in a way that it looked like a piece of the Philippines, that we wanted to be like all the regions to be re- represented from, from the Ilocos region where 
Carlos Dad is from to down to Mindanao, the Muslim region. Um, everybody will be represented in the restaurant. Wonderful. So Wonderful, because, you know, <laughs> Filipinos always meet and then we're always looking for a place to meet. So that might be, you know, a hangout for Filipino uh, organizations yeah. now. Uh, that's people wonderful. People have been asking for <laughs> people have been asking for karaoke night, oh. mahjong night. <laughs> so we'll probably you know do something down the road, something like that. Like, that's um, wonderful. But we will be keeping, yeah, we will be keeping our parole classes and hopefully some cooking classes for the next generation. So we have a lot of things um, planning, mm. and we're we're gonna execute them all. Wonderful. Please keep us updated and we will certainly, certainly plug it out and announce it for you. So I will you so let much. you go. And it's so exciting. Like I said, you uh, please let us know and we will help you advertise. Maraming salamat. Salamat. And salamat. salamat. <laughs> be safe All out right, there. Thank you, Jane. You're very welcome. Thank you. We will. Thank you again. Welcome back, mga kababayan. That was fun. It was so exciting to talk to Mia and Carlo. And I know everybody's looking forward to the opening of Kamayan Atlanta Brick and Mortar Restaurant. At this point, I'd like to give you a very short words of wisdom. Um, this is from Vincent Van Gogh. He said, success is sometimes the outcome of a whole string of failures. So it is hard to imagine that Vincent van Gogh ever experienced failure. But in reality, the Dutch post-impressionist artist went through overwhelming hardship in his life, both personally and professionally, and only found global fame and success after his death in 1890. If van Gogh could see the silver lining of life's dark storm clouds, so then so we can do that as well. So a couple of fun facts about the Philippines before I close. Do you know that the top 2021 wealthiest provinces in the Philippines uh, from the Commission of Audit Report as of December 22, 2020 are the following. And the amount is in billions of pesos. Number one is Cebu with 213 billion pesos. Number two is Batangas, 25. 236 billion pesos, Rizal Province, 23 plus billion pesos, Davao de Oro. I don't know there was a Davao de Oro. I thought it was Davao, Davao Oriental and Davao Occidental. But this one says Davao de Oro. It's with 20 billion. Bukidnon with 18 billion. Negros Occidental with 17 billion. Isabela, which is surprising because that's a province in North um, Cagayan Valley, which is north of my own province. They made it and we didn't. Uh, they have 16 billion. Surigao del Norte, another of the uh, Mindanao provinces, about 15 billion. Palawan, and that is not a surprise because Palawan is one of the best tourist areas in the world. Um, calling Pia Valeriano, that's her hometown. <laughs> that's 15 billion. And number 10 is Iloilo with 14 billion. So those, those are the top wealthiest provinces in the Philippines. Um, two more items. The Philippines is the home of the world's longest underground river. Ito po ay nakalocates sa uh, St. Paul's Mountain Range in Palawan. Um, it is the Puerto Princesa Subterranean River National Park. It uh, runs about 24 kilometers and it's considered one of the seventh uh, wonders of nature. 
The Philippines has 175 languages. We call them uh, dialects, but in reality, they're languages. Actually, Ilocano is being taught in uh, the University of Hawaii. It's considered a major language. And the last one is Kamigin Island has, um, has more volcanoes than it has um, towns. Um, Kamigin Island is only 14 miles long and then 8.5 miles wide. Pero, mas marami siyang volcanoes kesa sa mga towns niya. It boasts more volcanoes per square miles than any island on Earth. But however, all these volcanoes has been dormant since 1950s. Yun lang po mga kababayan. Hanggang sa muli. Panahon na para magpaalam. Sa susunod po, pangako, uh, mas uh, susubukan natin ulit si Marvin Lim. Nag-confirm uh, nag, nag na po siya, pero we will let you know kung kailan yun. Um, hinihiling ko po na makibahagi kayo sa ating usapan sa pa- para sa kaalaman ng ating mga kababayan para po tayo tulung- tuluyang magtulungan. Hanggang sa muli po, please advertise your business and send an email to usapangpinoygeorgia at gmail.com. Hanggang sa muli, paalam muna sa ngayon. Unknown caller, 